Hello and welcome to Hair to Tech. I'm Jen Stone. And I'm Amber Pearson. And we are going to talk to someone about penetration testing today. Uh, her name is Holly Grace Williams. Super excited that she's uh, willing to talk to us. So, so, so excited. This is something that I have, as I've been doing research about security, have been learning more about penetration testing and like ethical hacking. And mm-hmm. it sounds so Cool. Honest. I want to go get my Cali Linux set up. I want to start testing. I want to start playing with that idea. What even is that? I know. <laughs> what Seriously, what right? is that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so Linux is a op- uh, type of operating system. Cali okay. Linux is a specific operating system. comes with a bunch of tools that helps you learn pen testing and we'll talk about that more like in a future episode okay if cool. i can find someone that can talk to i'm not okay or maybe i'll have to actually do it and then show you but oh, there you go i don't know my focus is kind of on chickens right now oh fair okay chicken linux it's fair <laughs> it's <laughs> totally fair <laughs> let's call our uh let i think we should call our con art holly call our holly call her <laughs> i am so excited. <laughs> I almost didn't need coffee. That's how excited I was. No, I'm like, well, okay. I mean, I'm still going to get coffee. But. I was excited, but I, yeah, I definitely needed coffee. But today we have with us Holly Grace Williams. Thank you so much for being willing to join us on this podcast. Please tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and kind of what you do. My name is Holly Grace Williams, and I break into computers and buildings for a living. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so that's an introduction in, in one line. But uh, How is anyone going to meet that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eff- effectively what it means for people who, who don't work in this industry and, and don't know terms like penetration testing. Penetration tester is how we refer to the job in industry. But most people outside of that would know it as ethical hacker. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's testing the security of organizations. We do both um, electronic cyber systems as well as uh, social and physical systems. So everything from, from computers to people. Wow. How long have you been doing that kind of work? 13 years. That's, <laughs> that's a, so I'll bet you have a lot of uh, experience um, with the work itself, but also um, and I, it's probably different, different states, different countries, you know, different parts of the world. But um, one of the things that, that Amber asked me about was, how is it for a woman to get into different jobs? So that's why we're, we're really focusing yeah. on women in the work. Can you maybe speak to that a little bit? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to take that, certainly from the, the breaking into industry side of things. But um, in, in terms of actually delivering the work, the vast majority of the work that we do on the electronic side of things is is remote anyway. Right. If you're breaking into a website, it, it, it makes no difference how you, you know, physically present yourself or, or how you talk to people. That, that That's a minor thing. A proportion of the work that we do is on site, and sometimes you have funny experiences with that. And, and you certainly have funny experiences around people being surprised to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, uh, you know, the, the, there is a... There is a diversity issue in in this industry. I think a lot of people think of uh, diversity within STEM as being quite bad. I, I would say that within security testing, it's it's worse, just as as the numbers show. Um, but yeah, delivering the work day to day, I don't really see a difference. Right. So, I, and 
as a fellow person already in um, cybersecurity, I feel the mm-hmm. same way. The worry is we're not killing bears with bats, right? Like it's <laughs> you don't have to be a certain body type or a certain um, uh, height, weight, gender, anything in order to do the work. You just have to be interested in the work. Um, social engineering, uh, mm-hmm. I have found... My favorite question when I go on site with a customer, and I do work that's slightly different from yours, I don't do penetration testing, um, is, but I always have that social engineering aspect of, hey guys, we've gone through the questions. Now, you know, aside from what we're trying to test, what are your, what are your vulnerabilities? What have we not included in this that you need to close? Because they always knows, excuse me, they always know. And if you can ask them the right way, yeah, they'll give you the information. Do you find that with the social engineering aspects of it that that you might have like an edge on that, or, or is that again just different people? Well, this this is the the thing because some people might presume that I do because of uh, certain biases. They might think that I have an advantage with physical access testing, but of course that would be difficult for me to know, having not seen the other side of it. Right. <laughs> So, you know, we, we can only live our own experiences. And so the experience that I have is is mine. Um, I, I do think on the social engineering side of things that um, it just doesn't work the way that, that people think it does. You know, very often people, people ask like, oh, what disguises do you wear when you do physical access testing? Or what scenarios do you run? And like most of the time for most engagements, I am dressed like an employee, whatever that means for the target organization. And the scenario that I'm playing out is that I work there. Mm. Sometimes some niche targets, there might be uh, some more work involved there or some kind of subterfuge. But most of the time, especially for typical office spaces, we want to blend in, not stand out. Nice. So how did you get into penetration testing? I'm ex-military. Okay. And so did you have some experience in the military that gave you training to get to that in the in the corporate world? Yeah. So again, there's the kind of uh, perception that people have of the military and, and, and how that works and, and how it really is, is, is very different. But yeah, I, I worked in secure communication systems in the military. <laughs> yes, the military deploy systems to very different places and in very different ways. But a lot of the systems that they use are, are civilian in nature. You, you don't develop and deploy everything bespoke. So there's a lot of shared experiences there. And yeah, security is, is very important to them. So there's a lot of crossover in terms of skill set. Right. So one of the things that, that Amber's been asking me about is, do I get an, a university education? Do I get uh, certificates? Do I get on-the-job training? What types mm-hmm. of things do you think would set her up for, for going towards a penetration testing career? So I get this question a lot, but usually it's phrased as, oh, how did you get into security when the person very often means what's the best path for me or what are my options? And the way that I would answer that question is very different. I got into security through being ex-military. That isn't necessarily what I would recommend to somebody, unless you have many years to kill because it takes a long time. Um, it's, 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 again, difficult when people say things like, do you require a degree? Because it, it depends on your background. It depends on the biases that you're working against. Uh, and also sometimes you have you have um, odd things. So, for example, um, I don't have a college education or an undergraduate degree, but I do have a master's degree. So there's, there's unusual quirks like that. Yeah. So if somebody said, um, you know, do you need a degree to work in security? My default answer to that would be no. But obviously, at some point, I felt the benefit of getting one. Mm-hmm. So I have one. 
So it's really hard for me to, to talk to people about like, do you need a, gr- a degree? It's like, well, I think no, but I have one. So the only experience that I have is having one. And if that, if that kind of avoids and yeah, answers that question. Sure, sure. Um, in terms of in terms of certifications, though, the only real difficulty there, there's a lot of good certifications, especially if you have time on your hands. A lot of them are very expensive. So if you look at the prices around things like SEND certifications, whilst they're often very high quality, you need a certain level of disposable income for those. Mm. A lot of people manage to achieve them through uh, through work. So if, if their job pays for certifications, then get as many as you can because they're expensive. But if you're trying to break into the industry and you don't really have that kind of disposable capital, then then that can be difficult as well. I do still think looking at certifications is sensible because you can use their uh, published syllabuses as a framework for your own learning. So even if you can't afford to take the exam or if you can't afford to kind of get that passing mark, it's a great thing to bring up in an interview to say, I've been working through this framework and, and this is what I've been aligning my learning with. That's an excellent point. Amber, I have been doing all the talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Please. That's okay. Those, those are questions that I have been wondering also. But also, I did not realize that social engineering could be something that was done in person too. That's. Can you explain a little bit more about what that yeah. looks like? So there's, uh, there's different areas to information security, like really broadly different areas. If you ask somebody who works in auditing, their experience will be very different to somebody who works in defense, perhaps on a SOC team or a fence, doing the hacking side of things. And sometimes there's a stereotype that uh, people who work in those fields do all of those roles. But for example, for somebody who works in security testing or penetration testing, might do technical testing, social testing, or, or both, or some, some uh, mix between those. Um, specifically for the for the physical access testing, generally what this is is an organization wants to uh, assess their physical security measures in a couple of different ways. It can be literally how do staff respond to uh, somebody they're, they're not expecting? Do staff uh, request to see badges? Are the reception or security desk taking the processes that they should be taking? Those kinds of things. For anyone who wants to see how that goes. Uh, there's some psychological studies from the 1960s that show most of the time it doesn't work. Look up diffusion of responsibility as a really good starting point for people don't challenge strangers. And certainly right. people in large groups don't challenge strangers. But that's the first level would be, can you physically gain access to an area? The, the second level would be as part of a broader engagement. So this might be, uh, for example, as part of red team engagements. So red team engagements, you're looking to um, demonstrate a high level of business risk to an organization. Generally, that would involve, to some degree, hacking into them. So stealing confidential data, accessing systems, those kinds of things. As part of that, the uh, the tester might gain an advantage from physical access. So if they have very, very good perimeter, very, very good internet-facing security, if I can gain access to a building, that might, might allow me access to something. That could be stereotypical things like people writing down passwords or taking bad um, hygiene around the security practices of their device, or it might simply be like a firewall bypass or something like that. I'm literally not connecting in the same way when I connect internally as I do externally. So physical access, not dressing up like a ninja and rappelling in from the ceiling. It's <laughs> trying to gain access, <laughs> try, trying to gain access to to an area with a specific goal in mind. But that specific goal is generally either testing procedures, accessing confidential data, or accessing sensitive computer systems. That's so cool. I've I really had no idea that that could be part of it. You that, didn't know that was a job? No. <laughs> that, that's neat. I, I can see you getting excited. So, I, what, is, so what is your favorite part of your job? 
Oh, this is really interesting because um, the, the parts that people often romanticize and want to talk about aren't necessarily the parts that I enjoy the most. So physical access testing, for example, I really enjoy having done it. I enjoy a successful engagement, but the actual process of doing it, I find very stressful. Um, you know, anyone who, who struggles socially or has anxiety or something like that, I don't mean like as an extreme condition. I just mean normal people yeah, who might be sure. nervous around others. Because as part of a physical access engagement, you're lying to a room full of people, right? So, mm. so that can be quite difficult. And, and if you're uh, under the idea that you, you may only have one chance at trying to demonstrate the risk that you're trying to demonstrate, it can be quite a lot of pressure in that way. But when the test is successful and you demonstrate some risk, like you break in, you steal access to some data or something like that, or sometimes you just manage to do something funny whilst you're in the building, like you uh, get away with something that maybe you shouldn't have got away with just as a degree of luck, mm-hmm. um, then that's really, really enjoyable. So I guess it's kind of like the uh, the roller coaster effect, right? It's like the end that you like when you're like, oh, that's all done. And but- <laughs> it's not necessarily the, the journey up the ramp. Sure. In the middle, you're like, why am I doing this? So, yeah. Did you have any other <laughs> questions for her about her job? I, I'm i sure I do. Off the cuff, I cannot think of <laughs> other. <laughs> it's hard at the beginning of the journey when you're still learning all the things to right. even know what to ask. But you have been absolutely wonderful to, to share your time with us. Is there anything interesting that you want to share with people that's coming up or tell them where to, to learn more about you or the, your company? Yeah, so the company that I work for are called Sakama. We're, uh, we're based in the UK. We have offices in Edinburgh, Cheltenham, and Manchester. If somebody's looking for information security services, then check those out. If somebody's looking to, to learn more about information security and you know where to start everything from, from certifications to skill sets, then I have a blog called gracefulsecurity.com. That'll probably help out as well. So that, that's worth checking out just from a, anyone who's interested and wants to learn terminology, tools, techniques, that kind of thing. I will definitely be checking that out. Thank you very much, Grace. Great. And we'll yeah. put those You're links. And we'll put those links in the show notes as well. Again, thank you so Perfect. much for joining us, and uh, I hope to, to talk to you again one day. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. What do you think? That was rad. She's so cool. <laughs> I know. She's awesome. So casual. I know. Thirteen years, no big deal. Yeah. Well, start <laughs> off in the military. Do everything. Yeah. No, I saw her stuff on YouTube and I was like, this woman's amazing. We need to have her on the show. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to check out her website with terminology mm-hmm. and explaining things and her YouTube channel. That seems like a really good resource yeah. for me to continue going down this route. For to learn. sure. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And we're going to find another great guest for Amber to learn more about technology next time. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for joining us. Bye.